they sleep eventually, right? <laughs> to your point, I'm just saying they said sleepless. Yeah, they lied. This is false advertising. I think you, that's illegal. I was just in a goofy mood when I started my notes. That's why I figured I'd get them out of the way now. <laughs> Appreciate that. I have one on here, and you guys will have to help me with it. It just says sneezing on all the food was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> were you ta- Were you just taking notes on your oh, daughter yes, at a certain yes, point? Yes, yes, yes. It was when he sat down at the table, and there was like the flowers, and like the first thing he did oh. was sneeze all over the flowers. He just keeps sneezing yeah. all yes, over all yes. the food on the table, and I was like, "Well, this is terrible." <laughs> So, that's what it was. That's okay, really I funny remember because what it was. I have a note that says, I feel like I'm not supposed to like Walter and all I know is he has allergies. So I guess that affected other people differently. Like this bastard sneezed all over the food. I hate him. Well, I liked him a lot. I was just like, I was just thinking, I would imagine being at a dinner and someone oh, sneezing man. on all the food. Yeah. I we'll, think we'll it's like a post-COVID it, that's like... It is post-COVID, that's you know, the problem. It's post-COVID yeah, thing. that's true. Or anytime people are in a crowd, I'm like, oh no, wearing their masks. Yeah. Uh, well, one of my favorite things that the movie does is that, and we'll get into it more when we actually start, but I think Walter and Victoria are both perfectly fine people <laughs> and the the problems that the main characters have with them are petty. <laughs> and I think that's like a really smart thing that it does. Because mm. mm. um, both of the main characters are super weird. Well, yes. to that yes. end, I didn't want them <laughs> to... Substantially weirder yeah. than their partners. Kind, a small, cynical part that wanted a different type of movie didn't want them to meet up at the end. You know, and just the yeah. moral to be like, yeah, you just needed to separate. And like, no, you don't get to be with this random person you were obsessed with. Like, I don't know. You missed the moment. Soulmates. Soulmates, yes. I, soulmates. I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know if they're soulmates. I don't think the movie necessarily makes that argument. The, I think the, it's little, like, the little kid said that they were soulmates. Mm. Yeah, the little kid's a, an idiot. He's he's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, well, no, the friend. You think this is really Gabby good. Hoffman. I forget what the character's name is. Is it but. Jessica? Jessica. Yeah, Jessica. Yeah. She's cool. Jessica like said that they were she meant a, to be in another life and they didn't get together, yeah. right? Well, okay, let's start the podcast. Let's get into this. Uh, wake up. Oh, no. Sheeple. Oh, uh, wait, God. No, wait, no. Go to, go to sleep. They're already awake because they're sleepless. Damn it. So, wake up. Crank that five-hour energy because no sleep till Seattle. Can we get a new card? <laughs> uh, um, as you guys know, I don't really know how to start the podcast yet, so it'll be... <laughs> It'll, it'll either be that or something like, welcome to Late to the Movies. <laughs> my name's Ben Holt. And this is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Every week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hasn't seen before, but really should have by now. This week, the movie is Sleepless in Seattle. We're keeping rom-com month going all February long. Uh, and this will be the second one. We started with Something's Gotta Give. I will say we transitioned nicely into the month with Groundhog Day, but that technically came out in January, so it doesn't count for Rom-Com Month, sorry. But we're keeping Rom-Com Month going. We did Something's Gotta Give, now we're doing Sleepless in Seattle. My guests this week, everyone's been on before, let's go left to right, it's Greg. Hey, how's it going? It's good. Uh, Ray. Hey. Hey, and Robbie's here. Hola. I didn't mean to sound like disappointed there. <laughs> he, he is. <laughs> and Robbie. Sorry. I just, like, I, just, I, 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 we, I weaseled and... my way into it. It's fine. He was like, Greg and Ray, let's record this. And I was like, I want to join. He's like, fine. So I get it. Fine. <laughs> that, is the, that is the tone. It's not me like desperately being like, I, I really hope my friends don't realize I'm not paying them to do this. Um, you guys aren't getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to tell them. Anyway. Um, 
So this week's Sleepless in Seattle, um, before we start talking about this movie, I should mention, none of us have seen this before, right? Yeah. No. Before we talk about the movie, let's talk about what you guys have watched recently. You all haven't been on since the Encanto episode. Not much, honestly. We rewatched Spirited Away. Oh, yeah. We mm-hmm. did, yes. How many times? Quite a few. Like <laughs> five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot. Um, had a good time with that. Obviously, great movie. Yeah, and I think that's basically it. Uh, haven't watched too been much. Slow on it, yeah. Been a little slow. It's the calm before the storm of the Oscars. So yeah, yes, it is. I might rewatch The Witcher soon because I'm reading the books. Nice. But honestly, I think we'll put off watching a lot of movies because we like to watch all those like Oscar noms mm-hmm. like right beforehand. So at this point, it's like oh, we'll just relax before we get into all those. Yeah, for sure. Have you watched anything fun recently? Just that YouTube video you sent me and yeah. a bunch of rabbit hole YouTube videos. So. I think, yeah, that's, I mean, that leads to a lot of rabbit holes. Probably different ones for us, though, because so we're talking about um, this recent feature length, barely even a documentary, because it's just a guy talking directly into the camera, but it's over two hours long called Line Goes Up by uh, Folding Ideas. I want to say it's the Dan Olson. He used Dan to Olson, be a, yeah. a crack correspondent, too. Yeah, yeah. He's a good Twitter follow, also. And um, it's really good. And it's, Spurred a lot of debate in the couple weeks since it came out. And um, the rabbit holes I've gone down is watching his videos about like editing in the Suicide Squad. Oh, interesting. So your rabbit holes are probably different. Oh, mine are crypto related. <laughs> yeah. So I went into like zero knowledge proofs and stuff like that where it's yeah. uh, I wanted to back up my point that I think there are uses for crypto. But I'm glad that he made me think and he makes me want to prove my point because that's a very valuable and a necessary thing to do. Yeah, for sure. He's he's nothing if not thorough. He has a three part series on um the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. Maybe um, too thorough. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot. Um, you so, really shouldn't. I'll pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> to piggyback on what you said before, Ray, the Oscar nominations are already out if you're listening to this. Unfortunately, you're listening to this in the future from when we are recording it when they're not out yet, so we don't have a ton to talk about in that regard. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm really excited. They're coming out uh, in a few days as we're recording this, Tuesday morning, the 8th of February. Hmm. Um, they s- usually super early in the morning, especially for people in LA. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I don't know, you guys, I know you haven't necessarily watched a lot, and uh, you can get on this too, but if there's anything you've watched this year or any kind of rooting interest you have or something you're hoping happens or doesn't happen for nominees hoping they nominate Arrival again because I missed it the first time. So that'd be mm. cool. <laughs> well, uh, Denis Neve will be in there for sure. <laughs> you definitely do. Sorry. I don't know what I'm hoping for. Yeah, not sure. Nothing in particular. We haven't think. really seen a lot of movies this year yeah. just because we haven't been going to the theater, you know? So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, most of the movies we've seen are older movies, so I don't have anything like lined up that I'm like, oh, I really hope this gets a nominee. Yeah. My my favorite movie of the year is on Netflix, Power of the Dog. So you can you can check that out. Probably not with. Uh, I don't think your your daughter would like it too much. You don't know her. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. what the animated shorts are and what the documentaries are. Yeah, I know. I actually really like going for like checking out the documentaries. Those are always interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, how are we gonna transition that into Sleepless in Seattle? So I had a lot of trouble sleeping last night. <laughs> would you say you were sleepless? <sighs> 
I would. I had to call into a radio show. And if you were (laughs) vaguely this far north, but on the West Coast, you might say you're in Seattle. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) I think, are they a little further north? Whatever. It's similar. Who cares? Um, (laughs) The movie this week is Sleepless in Seattle. Any of us can take a crack at the one minute thing. Uh, I don't know if any of you feel particularly strongly that you'd like to do it. I'll shoot for it. Why not? This was a bit of an odd one, but I can I can do it. Cool. Yeah, start whenever you're ready. So, uh, a unique opening for rom-com. We start at a funeral. Tom Hanks' his wife is dead. <laughs> he's can't deal with that, so he decides to move away. He doesn't like seeing everything that he did with his wife. Moves to Seattle. Year goes by. Can't get over it. His son calls into like a radio Dr. Phil kind of thing to complain that his dad needs a wife. Tom Hanks goes on the radio, tells his story. All these women start sending him letters, and Meg Ryan falls in love with him by hearing him on the radio. About 30 seconds. We follow um, him and Meg Ryan, like, just their lives for the whole movie with them not meeting, (laughs) which just blew my mind, until eventually he responds to a letter she wrote, mostly because his son made him. Uh, and they meet on top of the Empire State Building on Valentine's Day, and they finally meet each other, and they turn out to be soulmates. Maybe. Um, Maybe. <laughs> we don't get to see that part. No, they go down the elevator, and that's the end of the yeah. movie. Uh, good timing. You did basically right on the dot. I think the son wrote the letter. Yeah, he didn't write the letter. <laughs> Pretty sure the son wrote the letter. Yeah, the son wrote the letter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry if I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Just because it was a pretty... Yeah, no, the son definitely did because they make jokes about it. Like, oh well, he's not good at writing. Definitely wasn't. Yeah, you know. And he like, what is it? He writes some kind of acronym that's very clearly made by that girl. (laughs) Made made for each other. Yeah, Yeah. made for each other. M M F E O M F E O M F E O. So that you sound neat or something. (laughs) You You sound sound neat. Oh man! So the, that's the main, what every woman loves to hear. You yeah. sound neat. So the main components that I <laughs> it's not too bad like, could be worse stood out worse. for me was the writing is incredible. Um, not not the child's letter writing, but the movie, the script writing. <laughs> the script uh, was really good for a rom com. The chemistry between the two characters who don't meet until the last scene. Um, and well, even the, the little glimpses of chemistry in between right, were, no, were very not, good too. Yeah, like yeah, even the airport, yeah, like. Yeah. Um, so, so right off the bat, some people probably just want to know, uh, this is a first time watch for all of us. What did you guys think of the movie? Just in, you know, so I really enjoyed it. I think, uh, the thing I liked most about it was it was very, it felt very unique to me for a rom-com. I feel like normally in a rom-com, I can kind of, you can kind of guess most of what's going to happen. And I should have known, cause I actually knew the meat on top of the empire state building thing, but I didn't realize it was this movie until the letter comes in. So the whole time I'm like, oh, when are they going to meet? You know what I mean? Not thinking, I'm not realizing that they're not going to meet until the last four minutes of this movie. Yep. You know what I mean? So like that kind of threw me for a loop. Um, so it's nice to like watch a rom-com and not know exactly what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, I thought it was, I, I really liked it overall, but it was not at all what I was expecting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> opening with a funeral, I was like, oh my God, what's going on? Let's yeah. go. I feel like this was a lot more rom than calm, I guess, you know? Um, I think it's very funny. It was very funny, yeah, but it was, I don't know, there's a lot of very serious parts. Sure, yeah. yeah. I agree, more rom than calm. Mm, In a good way. Like, I don't know, I feel like... I mean, there's a lot of dealing with grief, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like nowadays, or like in my last, my lifetime of seeing rom-coms, they're very much like, 
like your actors that the main actor is usually like some kind of comedy guy you know what i mean or it's all like are you calling ryan reynolds some kind of comedy guy i am i'm calling ryan reynolds some kind of comedy guy you know what i mean and it's like constantly just joke after joke after joke them trying to like land something and in this one like there was a lot of comedy and it was all good honestly but there was a lot of like plot in there you know what i mean they're telling a story the whole time and it 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 was like super heavy-handed comedy you know yeah yeah, I think, you know, with the two characters separate the whole movie, they basically each have to have their own rom-com movie in its entirety on the, yeah. before they meet at the end. What'd you think? Uh, I really liked it. I I loved how, um, I don't know the word for it is, but just how beautifully unrealistic it is. You know, mm, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like the, the idealist, idealistic, like, soulmates, and they have, like, special connection. Like, I uh, just, I'm a sucker for that kind More of shit. More rom-com. <laughs> right? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, I loved this movie. This, this movie was really awesome. Like you said, that's kind of uh, heightened-ish reality sort of thing where there's just like, it's just a few degrees weirder than I thought it was going to be. The perfect example for me is uh, Gabby Hoffman, who plays the little girl that's the friend of the little boy in the movie, Tom Hanks' son. Her parents are travel agents so they're only in one scene but just like the kind of heightened reality that goes with like just the whip smart writing is um the kid has left on a plane by himself tom hanks and the girl's parents are kind of grilling her on where they went and she just says the flight number Mm -hmm. and tom hanks goes when does that leave and the parents just know right off the top of their head that's a 730 flight they immediately both 730 730 we gotta laugh on that the idea that they know that was so funny yeah and to be fair if that's the the flight number for the seattle to new york and their seattle travel agents maybe they would know but it's just so funny it Mm -hmm. is what got me right before that was when she was typing in the information for the ticket and he was like can we just type that in she's like if it's in the computer adults will believe anything thing I yeah. was, bam that yeah. was yep. like just top 100%. gold yep. like it's so 1993 they were already making jokes about that on their like mainframe yep. screen with the green boxes that scene really got me because like right before that her mom was like oh you know i'm gonna run an errand can you watch the front i'm like you're asking an eight-year-old <laughs> to run your business while you are gone i'm like this is definitely early 90s yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Now I'm just, just all latchkey kids yeah. what the hell is this not like adults at that time could not have booked a ticket yeah. online <laughs> yeah I mean, she's like, I'll put it in. Yeah, just she puts in that. Don't ask him why he's so short. He's sensitive, sensitive about height. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and uh, Ray kept getting a good laugh. We kept saying things like, "Oh, spoiler alert! Poor Jessica does not inherit the family business." <laughs> <laughs> and then, not that the weirdness and kind of like just weirdly funny lines are just with her, but. The line where he goes like, "What does it even cost to go to New York?" and she says, "No one knows. It's it, it's like changes it changes almost it changes every day." Every day. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, love that. It's, it's such just a like, why is that so? Answer. Yeah, it's a perfect answer. It's so it's, funny. It's because like, it's it's being delivered by this little girl. That's why it's so funny. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? It just makes me think too. Like an adult would give you like an approximation. They would say like, "Oh, it's like one hundred and twenty dollars," but that's not true. Like her answer is way more accurate and way better. Yes, yeah, and she's eight, and that's why I was like, "Oh, this is so funny." So like, good. Yeah. Yep. So I honestly like the kids a lot. Yeah. Both of them. I Jonah was like wicked see, funny. Like, did you not like Jonah? Because I think we need. To oh no, no, no! I think I I like what he's doing but he's i mean he's sort of a nightmare but you know oh as oh, like yeah. a child i mean as i guess child. like he's horrible i yeah. jonah is a dick 
I man, mean, like, from, I don't know from, if he has a reason to be or yeah. anything either. You know, like yeah. from from Sam's perspective, Tom Hanks's character's name Sam. Right? Sam. Sam. Sam Baldwin. Yeah, from Sam's perspective. Your kid's done this horribly embarrassing thing, like putting you on national radio because he wants you to, to start dating again. And you do. And the first person you start dating again, who is perfectly nice, just has a kind of cloying laugh. He goes like full psycho about. Yep. So yeah. I feel bad for Sam. I, well, he, poor Jonah's dealing with a lot of grief. Yeah, I know he is, but so he's just like, not her. Yeah. What the fuck, dad? <laughs> Come on. The late, the other lady from the letter. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I I know there was no real reason not to like Victoria, but I almost got the impression like it seemed like she was just, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess she wasn't trying too hard, but it just seemed like she was. But she definitely wasn't. I, I don't think she like even. So I didn't love her. I, I got like an impression almost like she was one of the girls who heard him on the radio and is like has this idealistic like fantasy version of him. So she's like. Almost like obsessed with him, not that's that a, Meg I don't Ryan's think that's character. The case, though. I don't think so either, but that's what I felt like at first when she was first on the date with him. But by the end, I was like, oh, that's not the case. This is how she is. I, I guess, like, in, what highlighted it for me was when he she does meet, um, I'm going to say Meg Ryan. I forgot her name. Annie. A- Annie. Yeah. Annie. When, like, he, she meets uh, Jonah in the end, and it's just like talking to, about the bear and, like, through the bear. And it's like, oh, this woman knows how to talk to kids and the other person felt yeah. like a kid I think is like she didn't seem like she could handle being a mom honestly like I, I don't know yeah no I, I know exactly what you mean is it's a really I don't even know if it's subtle but it's really smartly done how you just get the impression that Victoria is just not naturally comfortable with kids right. and Annie just like is exactly and even though they have the same amount of experience with kids right, presumably yeah. and it's just like a couple lines you get like, Oh, she's comfortable with kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just really efficiently done. Um, so this is where we should mention this is written and directed by Nora Ephron, who along with Nancy Myers, who wrote and directed last week's movie, um, are considered like the Queens of, of uh, rom-coms. And, uh, Nora Ephron unfortunately passed away in 2012, I want to say, but, um, this is her second movie that she wrote and directed and, and kind of the big, the big one really. Um, what what a cool movie! <laughs> I, I'd say I think funnier and deeper than the one we watched last week. The as good as it's, it gets, honestly. I mean, I know they're on the yeah. same page, but this one was way better. Something's got to give. Something's as good as it gets, it's different. Another Jack. So so not intentionally, but I wanted to talk this month a lot about you know rom coms. Where did they go? Uh, what structurally is appealing about them? What are kind of the points that every rom-com hits? And we just happen to start with two of the weirdest rom-coms ever made. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I loved this movie, though. The writing just was what really stood out to me, as well as Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan's performances. But I just Tom think Hanks. it's just it's just so smart. Who doesn't but love Tom Hanks? I think this is the youngest I've ever seen Tom Hanks. I might be wrong on that. Big? But Have you seen Big? Big, I, I haven't seen Big. Big's a few years before. So. Okay. Oh, Big's yeah. another one, another podcast. <laughs> and Big, uh, he's like eight. Now that, we, now that we're starting to do theme months, <laughs> I, I know the basic plot of that movie. <laughs> and you're right. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking a lot about watching this. Is Tom Hanks like? the signature American celebrity of the last 50 years. Cause I feel like kinda, mm. this is, this is maybe the hottest he ever is even with that. Um, looks sure, but I, I more meant like career wise. <laughs> I feel like everybody loves Tom Hanks. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. 
He's, he's just also had a very like, solid career. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to have a really solid career and be one of those celebrities where nobody's like, well, you did all this shitty stuff. Or like, we're all, all these fucking news stories about you. Everybody loves Tom Hanks. But everybody loves Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. I think last time he hosted at SNL, it was the the joke is that like he's America's dad. <laughs> I feel like I Robin that. Williams could have given him a run for his money. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that definitely would have been the competition there. Speaking of him being America's dad, all the scenes of him being a dad in this are wicked good. So good. They yep. are. Yeah. They're always wicked funny. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like he does a really good job, like, <laughs> No, you get out here. If I'm dealing with this, you're dealing <laughs> with this, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always <laughs> wicked funny. They have, like, really good lines of communication, and um, I don't know. I don't want to just be like you can tell it was written by a woman, but like it is, it is a very different vibe from a lot of those oh, relationships that you see in other movies. Yeah, he's and a very most good movies father. Movies aren't written and directed by women. It's yeah, just true. Yep, I feel like it helps develop his character too because, like, I feel like, and it makes things make a little more sense because I feel like all the women like pining over him on the radio is because, like, part of it is he's like this good dad, and yeah. like they, like you said that thing about like. How are, you, how are you not pissed at your kid for, like, going on it? Well, he did it, for like, for his kid. You know what I mean? He, like, oh, this makes the fucking kid happy if I go on the yeah, the radio right. show and things like that. Yeah, the way he kind of rolls with it is really, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> right at the end, too, when he grabs him, he's like, did I mess things up that, like this? But, like, yeah. just that reaction instead of, like, like I don't it's know. Not it's not your just, fault. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's not bad. Fault. I was like, like what was did I do? Dumb. Yeah, like, yeah, that I was really up. powerful. Did I, did I really? And he's like, no, I'm just trying to help you, Dad. It's like, oh, man, you guys are beautiful. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like it is like like we said, kind of I guess surprising to some of us. Uh, at the core of it is it's this dad and this like eight year old kid who just he he just lost his mom. So as much as it is about the relationship that eventually happens between Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, there's also that going on <laughs> that's yeah. present the whole movie. So yeah, it's it's a cool vibe. And yeah, Tom very Hanks. interesting, very unique for a rom com, which I feel like that's important because I feel like that's where a lot of rom-coms fall flat is like, you're like, okay, well, I've seen 10 movies like this and you can kind of enjoy it because you know what you're getting into nowadays. If I went to go see a rom-com tomorrow in a theater, I'd have, I'd go in knowing like, okay, this is going to be like these seven other movies. Yeah. If you can find a rom-com in a theater anymore, but we'll talk more about that later. I guess that's true. I I was curious. When was the last one you can think of that came out? I mean... A lot on streaming. Not maybe not even a lot, but streaming. I guess is where more of them go these days. Where mm. did the proposal come out? That's old. It's like 2012. Oh, oh, that's really. Long. I was going to say way earlier than 2012. Yeah, I feel like that's the last rom com like I remember seeing in theaters. 2009. Yeah, we were still in high school. I mean, I think there was some, also some really bad ones that came out after that, but like that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there the, one with Gerald, Gerald Butler. Oh, I feel like that was a, a few. Around the same time he was doing um, them. Ugly Truth was one the of the ones Truth. he was in. That was yeah. one, yeah. That's not the one I'm thinking of. But I think that was around that same time as the proposal, too. Yeah. Mm. 300, yep. 300. <laughs> well, Deadpool. Deadpool. Sure. <laughs> it's Valentine's <laughs> So we can, we can, we can, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about rom-coms in a bigger sense later. So Tom Hanks is, is just amazing in this movie. Uh, like I said, this is... Maybe the hottest he is in his career, and again, I'm talking about work-wise, not necessarily looks, but um, people in the 90s had just so much hair. A lot of hair. Yeah. A lot of hair. Just yeah. A lot of hair. Like, even even all the men had, like, 
When did hair stop being bushy? I don't see you don't see guys with bushy hair. Anymore. We don't get perms anymore. Well, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> not, so not for funny. a while for me. Because I was watching this movie and it, this is like 1993, right? Yeah. So like I feel like 1993. You know, I was like two years old. So like I have a lot of vague like fever dream kind of memories of that time period. So every time I watch movies from this time, I'm like, oh wow, I kind of like remember the feel of like what's going on yeah, here. Yeah. Like I think my mom had that car. Like my dad. Dad's hair kind of looked like that at some point. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's one point where Tom Hanks is in like his study, I think, and it's in the dark and his shirt was like weirdly shiny. So me and my sister were watching and going like, is he wearing like a silk shirt? <laughs> and they're like, maybe not. Maybe it's just the way the lights get. No, I think it's a silk shirt. And that's just not what you picture Tom Hanks in these days. I would say. <laughs> no. um, but but yeah, yeah, the nine the nineties vibes were were good. Meg Ryan just has like all the cars, huge <laughs> fucking ropes of hair just tied yes. around. Yeah. yeah, my mom had hair like that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> a specific hole in the ozone layer just for all those hairstyles. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about Meg Ryan a little bit. I don't know how us being born, like you said, within a couple years before this movie came out. Um, Meg Ryan is. I guess Harry, when Harry met Sally is a few years before this, and then she's a huge star. Obviously, this comes out, and that continues. Um, but she has kind of slowed down, especially if you want to compare her to Tom Hanks, which I don't think anyone comes out fairly in a comparison to Tom Hanks's career. But um, she's definitely not been in as much movies since the 2000s started, since the early 1000s, probably. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, but she's awesome in this movie. <laughs> yeah, her performance was great. I really liked her crying in her car when she's listening to the radio. Yeah. And like she's just driving along and all of a sudden she's just like getting like super emotional like listening to this guy on the radio because I don't know, it was just an interesting scene too because she's not in the scene with anybody. Mm. So it's like no. she does like a really good job like conveying everything while she's literally just sitting in a car. I, she's I, probably not actually even fucking driving. She's just sitting there. I love that too because I, I love the feeling like I think a lot of people have had it where you're listening to something and you have those same reactions that the person has where you're like, no, you stupid. And like the person says the same thing. Yeah. And like you can really yes, relate to yeah. that feeling of like <laughs> connecting with what's going on. So it's just podcasts it's now. I hope I hope people have that reaction listening to this because <laughs> like it's you feel engaged. Right. And that's I think. Not even necessarily podcast, but that's how I feel it most of the time these days. But talk radio back in the day or even just listening to a song, driving by yourself at night and just like getting really into something. Yeah, it's it's, it's such a I don't know. I just the love other, that vibe. I know we're talking about Meg Ryan, but that scene in particular, I feel like was important because I feel like this movie does a good job. And I mean, it has to of showing you that like these two people are supposed to be together without them ever interacting. Cause it's her like yeah. giving the response he's about to give on the radio right before him. Right. And they do this like a couple different times where they yeah. like are, have one of them do something to show you that they're supposed it's to be crazy. together. Yes. It's, um, it's such a high wire act and I don't even know how you would get your mind around writing that scene and a few other ones, but especially the radio call scene. It's so perfect and so hard to pull off that, you understand what she, her emotional investment in it, even though she's 3000 miles away in a car by herself, just mm-hmm. listening to it. And like you said, they do it a few different times, but just the kind of interplay between cutting back and forth. It's, it's so, it's just really cool. I really liked when they have her, um, 
up at like she I think she's up at night and she's like getting a snack. She's peeling the the apple. <laughs> Yeah, and they like come back to because I remember watching her peel the apple, and I'm like, "Well, this is fucking weird," because <laughs> she like peels the whole thing in like one go and one long string. Yes, and then later on, he's telling his kid about his wife, and he's like, "Oh, she used to peel the apples in one whole string. Like, if no one has ever done this, I'm like, oh, of course." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's really weird to me is I also just watched on Netflix uh, the Lost Daughter, which is Maggie Gyllenhaal's debut director uh, directorial debut. Starring Olivia Coleman, she might might win another Best Actress for it. Anyway, there's a there's a recurring motif about someone peeling fruit all in one go in that too. So it's just like really <laughs> weird to see, not a thing I've ever seen be a plot point in a movie before in like two of three movies that I watched this week. <laughs> and there it is. Yep. Somebody just found out other people do it, and they're like, "Oh my god, we got to make yeah. this a plot point." Yeah. So it's very mm-hmm. so it's yeah. just it's just weird thing to point out. Yeah, that's not something I would have guessed. I know, like I said, most of this movie, it did like kind of catch me by surprise. The one thing I did predict in the beginning, yep. Tom Hanks is talking to, I think, like family or friends, and he's saying like how he's never going to get over his wife, and he says something like, you know, you don't find a love like that twice. It's not going to happen again. I was immediately suspicious. I was like, he's like, it doesn't happen twice, and I was like, I think uh, it's going to happen. Gonna happen. I, mean, I think it's going to happen twice. <laughs> I'd bet about an hour and a half it's going to happen again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and and just as long as we're kind of talking about the structure, the sort of recurring uh, map of the United States that they showed yes. in a few different parts, yeah, constantly. Which you're like, where is this happening? Is this a thing? And then it's just this sort of representational tool that it uses that is really cool. I, I loved it. It it feels really. Are you talking about like the map that they? Put on the screen yeah. or Tom Hanks's map. I was the map about I put Tom on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he had a map too to be like, look how far away this lady and is. Brings that map out like three times. I literally was like, this guy's getting his fucking money worth out of this. Map. That's I saw it on the wall. I'm like, who has a map on their wall like that? When would you ever use Great that? And he proceeds to just constantly use it. <laughs> it almost felt like a third wall joke between like the map screens and then like, do you know where she is? Right here. And you're like, yeah, he keeps pulling it down. That's how far away kids. Baltimore is. Yeah. Greg said that. Is. He was like, who has a map like this? I'm like, he needs one. Look, he's going to explain to the stupid kid like where all the states are. He's parenting. <laughs> he's te- it's a teaching moment every time a letter comes in. Yeah. <laughs> this kid is going to be fucking good at geography. I mean, where's Oklahoma? Somewhere in the middle? Spot on. There's yeah. no other way to describe where Oklahoma is. <laughs> but yeah, he got his fucking money out of that. He map. did. That map's great, but the kind of recurring map yes. that they use at the to show like the flights and stuff. Very old school, very classic Hollywood vibe. Not just in the all of the music being very on the nose and very kind of like loungy, big band sounding. Um, a lot of like you know standards and and uh, there, but then also the opening with it just on the map and the full credit roll coming just over a static map. Very old Hollywood. I, I, I just love the whole thing. The vibe was really cool. Mm-hmm. The cool, it was cool. So that's structurally what we're, we're talking about. I don't know. You guys have any points you want to make? I have a good one, but it's, it's juicy. So if we want to do Ooh. anything else, oh, let's save it. Let's save it. So, uh, something I definitely want to talk about. Like I, I've said a couple of times, I thought it was more ROM than calm, but the comedy in this movie is just so good. It's really good. I feel like it all lands for me. All, all the best friend characters are some of the funniest uh, screen actors the last 
several decades. Her best friend talking about how the dead tree ruined her marriage <laughs> and not about the fact that she had sex with the tree removal guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't that. that killed, it was the dead tree that killed the marriage. Like, yeah. I'm, the dead tree the, killed your marriage? Well, the, you know, the yeah, tree guy. <laughs> yeah, that, well, the tree removal I had, I had an affair with the tree removal guy. Yeah. I, I love the, um, <laughs> haven't you seen Fatal Attractions? Yeah. No, I wouldn't let you watch it. Well, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every man in America was terrified. <laughs> it's so good. Like, just yeah. Especially, like, no, you wouldn't let me watch it. Uh, yeah. like, the interplay is so good. It was funny, and it was, like, quick, too. They didn't even give you a lot of time to enjoy it, is when she's doing the little, like, background check on him, looking up all the Sam Baldwins, and four of them come up in, like, the Chicago area, and it tells you, like, a little blur about it, and it's, like, convicted felon, uh, like, world record javelin holder architect. Yeah. And she's like, architect. Uh, did you like, did you notice when she goes a little deeper though? Like what he's attributed for is he built City Hall. He's like a multi million dollar architect. Like well, he's like why, a that's top why he's got tier. a water house. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, his house is like a fucking boat. Well, so before that, I was like, how the hell does it like in like he has a marina that he yeah. lives in basically? Yeah. But oh, he built City Hall, so that checks out. Yeah, it checks out. So I was saying like, who got, can you just like live there? Because it's not a houseboat; it's just a water house. And <laughs> built it up on the water. She's like, yeah, no, you can live there. It's a little outside the city, but that's the thing people do in Seattle. I was like, I didn't see those houses when I was there. They also made some joke about his, like, that old widowed client of his that they're sick of moving, like, all the things. I forget his friend say something like, you know, well, you're looking for a wife. We don't want to have to redo these cabinets again and move her into your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I don't, did you notice that's Jess's dad from New Girl? Jess's dad from New Girl. That's Rob Reiner, <laughs> director of When Harry Met Sally and The Princess Bride. But yeah, it's also Jess's dad from New Girl. Um, I'm cultured, okay? That's fine. It's, He's just, always I'm, the one who hasn't seen the movie. What do you expect? <laughs> oh, that's that's good to know. You haven't seen Princess Bride? No, I have. I love it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Man. We'll take it off the list. Don't. Oh, um, I want it on the list, though. That's it's okay. Fine. Uh, it, I haven't seen Princess Bride. I'm just talking Bride. about it. Yeah, you so haven't seen Princess Bride? No. Which one is that? Oh, come on. Rob Reiner directed it. <laughs> With the As You Wish. Carrie Elways. Oh, fuck. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Robin Wright is a lady in it. Andre the Giant. I, I know, the, I know what it is. So Columbo is Fred Savage's uh, grandfather. Can I know like not the, the these parts and, like just <laughs> what, what so? And I'm story? telling you, and the kid's home from six, so the granddad comes in and reads him a story, and it's like a romance, and uh, then the the movie is the the actual like period kind of drama, but it's funny. Andre the Giant's in it, and Wallace Shawn, and they have like a battle of wits. I, I There's want... a large rat. <laughs> okay. Anigo nope, yeah. Montoya, you killed my father, oh, I, I prepare know, to die. I know that. Okay, that's from this movie. It's that movie. It's my I favorite movie of all time. It's a good movie. Mm. Yeah. Um. So, So. yeah, I, I was just fucking with you. Um, so, like I was saying, all the best friend characters are all some of the, the most important actors or creative people over the last few decades. Mm. Her best friend's played by Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, his best friend is Victor Garber. And in for a very short amount of time in the movie, he also has a best friend played by Rob Reiner. Um, they go to a fun, just like one fish shack together. Yeah, they they go to 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 eat together, and that's a fun scene too. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. It's just dude, they're all so good. Um, the scene with I guess a couple times where Rosie O'Donnell and Meg Ryan are watching a fair to remember, which also is 
kind of the basic structure that this movie's built around. All the affair to remember jokes are very funny in mm. it. And then just going like, oh God, men just don't get this movie at all. And then later on in the movie, when you see the the two kids and they're talking and she's watching it and like yeah. crying. And he's just like, I don't get this at all. Yeah. It's playing game boy. It's just a perfectly set up joke that mm-hmm. comes back later. But yeah, them like I anyway. love when they're crying watching that movie. It's yes. so funny. And like mouthing the words. Yeah, they're mouthing together. all the words. My my sister said it's just like that is just a a friend relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's just like how it is with friends, and you just don't see that in movies. <laughs> I really liked in the beginning uh, when they were he made like the Lou Gehrig joke and had to explain it. I don't I don't know if you were supposed to catch it, but one of the relatives was talking to the other one and he just legitimately says baseball, ba- baseball, historical reference. And yeah. the conversation yes. just moves on. So funny. And I couldn't tell like how, what kind of joke that was supposed to be or if I was even supposed okay. to catch it. But I just oh, yeah. died. That- whole scene that I feel like we have so weird relatives. we have to talk about that it, oh Harold is allergic first to bees. of all <laughs> yeah. I don't know how far we in here we have not even talked about Walter once poor Walter we have not even mentioned poor Walter and ne- neither will Meg Ryan's character for the Walter's rest of her life yeah. she probably won't even tell her parents that she broke up with her fiance especially to like just justice the fact, for Walter yes yeah, just like, the fact that Walter. going Walter's into nice it guy. knowing it was a rom-com you know we see Annie Meg Ryan and Walter show up to meet Annie's family, yep. and she's going over all the details. And I was like, "Walter's gonna fuck this up. Walter's gonna be a fucking dick. Walter's gonna be a bad guy." And you go in, and Walter's a, a nice guy. He's he's great. He is allergic to everything. He sneezes all on the food, which creeped me out, COVID style, and everything. Like sneezing on all the food, didn't like that. But you know, he was just a, a good guy. And the dinner goes well. Annie's family's really fucking weird, and like doing all these. Typical, like, worst things you want to see to dinner. Super pumped about the allergies. Like, they were, like, all getting into it. Like, oh, but he's allergic to the. Like, if this happens, then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that whole scene, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? This is so, yeah, like, this is so weird. Bonding over a bee. And, like, Walter does such a good job. And then, as soon as that happened, I was like, well, Walter has to go somehow because he's, like, a good guy. And then they start driving separate cars and they make a point about Walter, like, leaving first. And it's like raining, and that's when she's listening to the radio. And I didn't realize she was gonna like hear Tom Hanks call, like call in. I was expecting Walter to fucking die in a car crash. Oh my god! At this part, because oh, I was like, man. they gotta get rid of Walter. Oh, there's a, like, this movie started with a funeral. Surely was, there's just gonna be a death every few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> then we'd definitely be in the wrong side. There'd be no call. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I, I didn't expect it to be like Walter's a great guy, and Annie's just gonna be like, peace, see you, Walter. You know, you're great, but. I am glad that's coming up because I I don't think I've ever in my life seen that in any kind of romance or rom-com type movie where the the guy you're not supposed to like isn't like a piece of shit. Like Yeah, that's that's also like yeah, it's ever. always like oh your jerk boyfriend that like yeah. you keep giving a chance to, but no, this is just a nice guy. Well, that's that's why I put the note down like I feel like I'm not supposed to like him and all I know is he has allergies and like even after like the the nebulizer I'm like he's a little nerdy quotes, I guess. Like I don't know whatever you're supposed he's, to yeah. feel about he's him. He's like, like thoughtful and nice and <laughs> like yeah. he's a good she, guy. She, she like elbows him right in the face, right? Or like yeah. punches him right in the face. Yeah. No no angry reaction whatsoever, just nope. like 
go, oh. They no. talk about how they're really compatible. Like, they do all the same things. Like, yeah. She's, like, in routine to help him take care of all of his ailments before he goes to bed. They both yep. got the same sandwich, which was just tomato and lettuce. <laughs> that is that was that's super funny. <laughs> super funny that that's the sandwich that they picked. Yeah. That's yeah. when she was given the example, and she was like, well, what two people order just lettuce and tomato? And, like, for a second, it took me, because I was like, oh, everybody gets BLTs. I was like, wait, wait, no. Just lettuce Nobody and tomato. Just lettuce and tomato. Nobody gets L- LTs. <laughs> oh, yeah. BLT on the B. Worst part. She yeah. should be thankful that she found somebody that would accept her. She should be. Story. And that's, I think, the point the movie makes. So it's it's played by Bill Pullman, who is always like a really charismatic actor. He's the star of a another big rom-com while you were sleeping just two hours later. He had a good 95. He's also in Casper that year. And... um He's this is only a few years before he's in Independence Day and gives like one of the greatest, you know, movie speeches ever. Yeah. He's like a really charismatic guy, usually. And in this movie, it's just like, I love that it's not that there's anything wrong with him. He's just kind of boring. He's just kind of there. That's where I was. He's trying. just a he's total jerk. He's boring. just like, it's really predictable. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I assume that's just kind of part of the point it's making. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. it's okay. You don't have to. She can just Sometimes not want to be with him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and and he kind of breaks up with her really at the end there. Almost like well, I forget what he says. Something about well, he's a good guy. He doesn't make it difficult. He does not make <laughs> it difficult. No. He's just like he, okay, I, I know what's happening. Yeah, she says something like, cool. like the whole story, and he goes, "Well, he could be there right now." Like that's his first yeah. reaction to that whole he's story. A, it makes it like so much worse though, honestly, because he's so nice about it, and she's like, "I don't deserve you," and he's like, "That's not how I would put it." Or something like that. Like, no, you're so like that's not no, how she, I would put it. Right, but okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. <gasps> also correct. She doesn't deserve it. No, she doesn't. No, no. I think Walter, Walter dodged a bullet. To be honest with you, no. she's and the, the, and he's she's gonna nuts. I she's guess, crazy. To Seattle. Oh, so that's so my, they're never gonna see each other. My juicy note was: if you gender swap this movie, it's a horror movie. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's my juicy note. Oh, except oh. it's not. Except it's not gender swap. Just if this movie came out today, it's a horror movie. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. either either way, but like stalking him she online, stalks the shit out of him, she showing up at his house. Really so I so I thought that when she was forming a parasocial relationship with him, which the term that wasn't necessarily in the zeitgeist then, but is obviously something that Nor Efron's driving at. You see a lot of really weird interactions, especially I'm on Twitter too much, so. People form parasocial relationships with people they've never met and then get really offended and try and like go to bat for them or they get really disappointed when they do something. And it's just like, this is a stranger. You don't actually know this person. Um, so yeah, it's it's a pretty easy. And then I was like, maybe we shouldn't even talk about this. Maybe we should write this. And it would be like, like uh, around the structure of a rom-com, but it's a horror movie. And this lady uses her position as a reporter to lie her way into getting a background check about this guy. Mm. And then uh, that was the point where it's like, oh, there's a horror movie if it comes out today. And that was only cyber stalking. <laughs> then this lady straight up like goes across the country to uh, show up at this guy's house and watch him play with his child. Yes. And yeah. not say anything to him. And then when she like misses him first, but she sees him getting in the boat with his kid and like driving down like the little like river, she's following, following him in the car. Him down. Like, 
Whoa. Ooh, so, she's just standing in the middle of the street staring. I was like, I was but, even yeah, thinking you could movie. take the same exact movie she's and change the score in the soundtrack and make it a horror movie as is. Like you just yeah. change yeah. the the background noise. Yeah, it's it's not too difficult to do the thing where like you can cut a trailer of the Harry Potter movies that makes it look like a gay love story between <laughs> Harry and Ron. You just like take it some is. you just like cut some lines together and put like a sweeping score underneath it. Same idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think if Meg Ryan wasn't hot, it would definitely be a horror That's story. That's the thing. Yep. There you right? go. It's because yeah. of Meg Ryan that it's like, you still think it's kind of weird, but you think it's like, oh, it's kind of yeah, in a cuter way. Yeah, yeah it kind of, <laughs> like, that's. Yeah. That's but she's basically the girl from Fatal Attractions. Yes, she is. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And and like, every man in America was horrified. And she's like, I don't want Harold. He's too stable. It's like, oh, you want like a borderline relationship is what that sounds like. You're looking yeah. for craziness. Yeah, I, I I dig that. That's why I think I love the movie so much. It's so weird, and it just shouldn't work, and it should it be does. just kind of creepy, but it does, it works. It does work. Yep, it just works. But yeah, no, this would be a horror movie today. It's it's uh, It'd be a hacky horror movie. It wouldn't be a very good one, but it would be a horror movie. I was really confused that when they do the recap on the radio of all their like people that have called in to Dr. whatever, Fieldstone, Sam's segment about him, like, and we did Sleepless in Seattle. His was like four minutes long. <laughs> Everybody else got one sentence. And I really want to hear more about yeah, Disappointed in funny. Denver. <laughs> yeah. yeah disappointed so in Denver. Do you remember hers? She was the one that every time she's going to orgasm, her husband has to go have a sandwich. And then you hear the radio show. making a sandwich yeah. beforehand? Or? Why don't you make him a sandwich beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know what you're saying. That is fantastic. I like that um, Vicky looks like Umbridge when he first meets her in the bar. And the drink he orders is absolute. A lot of horizontal space to her hair, yeah. And like the pink jackets, which really gave me a bad vibe. And then he orders absolute straight up like an absolute madman. Who drinks that? I think because she has just like a cocktail, right? And, and the guy's going to get him one of that. And then she starts laughing and he goes, yeah, absolute straight up. Oh, yes, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it was also because the kid too, right? Because he just came back from the phone call. Oh. I think he's he's also at dinner and he doesn't want to be at dinner. He remember he drove that point home yeah. like don't don't go drink. to dinner, <laughs> just go for a drink. And then yeah, yet another great scene where he's talking to his eight year old son about like dating and stuff. Yes, I love that that rule is like just set in stone. Like no, you invite them to drinks first. If it's yeah. good, you go to dinner. Like wow, that's yeah. been going yeah. on since ninety three. Like, if, if it's not, you're home by nine. <laughs> yeah. I was like wow, yeah, no, he's. What did he tell his kid? He's like, where did where did you hear about that? Oh, whoever has cable. Oh, whoever has cable. <laughs> that whole that was like, so funny. Was just yeah. So great. Yeah, because the son asked like if they were gonna have sex or yeah, something. Yeah, he's sex. like, where, where did you, you where did you hear about this? Yeah, and like instead of like actually having like a serious like sex conversation, he was just like, oh, he has cable. Yeah, he's like, no, yeah, we probably will though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Found it. <laughs> it was so funny. All the scenes with his kid are great. Yeah. Honestly, though, I think the best one might have been when he's on the phone doing like the radio interview because it's kind of serious and the kid is just sitting on the couch but also holding the other phone up and they're sitting like kind of a little bit spaced apart but there's something about like their expressions and they're both just like kind of sitting together on this phone call and I don't know there's just something real nice about it yeah when they're when they're like both on the couch together yeah it's really good he's a good dad he's a good dad yeah uh, the end of this movie there was definitely a point where I'm like what is happening because I've been expecting them to meet all movie Eventually, you hit a point where you're like, okay, they're not meeting until the very end of this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. But you're like, yeah. what is going to happen? Because I know they're going to meet on top of the Empire State Building at this point because mm-hmm. I know that's a 
I, I realize that's from this. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't seen the movie before, but I had seen that scene. You know what I mean? But Tom Hanks' character is adamant that he is not going. Yep. Right? And it seems like Jonah's not going to convince him to go. And I'm like, I'm, I guess I, I could see how Annie's going to end up there, but I'm like, how is this going to... And then the kid's like buying a plane ticket through the screen. I'm like, wait, what What the fuck is happening? This kid's getting on a plane. I'm like, wait, what the hell is happening? forgot about the whole plot point in the 90s of like unaccompanied eight-year-olds that just <laughs> yeah. ran around always doing things. That was like a whole theme yeah. for a very long time. Lat- latchkey yeah. kids, man. <laughs> just like, wow, we really put a stop to that like just in time. Definitely like every day in the summer, parents just be like, I don't want to see you till dinner. You're yeah. just out of the house. Go, go. Man, pre-cell phone life just sounds horrifying. <laughs> Like <laughs> we were, we were there, but yeah, I, I know I we were, like, but we were, we were the unaccompanied eight year old. Like it was yeah, horrifying it was for us. Well, it's just, it's, just, it's crazy that <laughs> no they could one has be bad like, intentions for me. Like the fact that they could be there and know that the flight doesn't leave till seven thirty, and it wasn't like, oh, we'll just call the police and they'll stop the flight and get our kid immediately. It was like, oh man, we gotta chase him down. Like, yeah. and that probably they'd be like, well, can't you just go get him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be very easy for like, even if he's already on the plane. Mm-hmm. You just like, make you a tell call. tell the stewardesses or whatever, and they're like, okay, we're going to put him in a room when he gets to New York, and we'll, we'll get him on a plane back. Immediately, like, of course, sir. Let's yeah. locate your child. Everyone high alert. <laughs> no, he gets, in a ca- he gets in a cab. He goes downtown. Isn't that like hey, something that happens just, in Home Alone? Like, I, I feel like I watched that recently, and like they, she called the police and was like, can you check on him? And they're like... Like, isn't there someone else you can call? Like, we're busy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and like just airports in general, how he goes to see Victoria off at the gate. Yes. Like, oh, I forgot you used to be able to do that. Yeah. Huh. It, it's really ruined the uh, cinematic nature of waiting for someone to get an, off an airplane because now you have to like wait in your car doing a circle because you can't stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you try to chase somebody to their terminal, you're getting 15 steps before you get tased. Yeah, <laughs> at best. Best case scenario for you. And that's... And then a very unpleasant afternoon think, after that. Do you oh, think great. that is why there's no more rom-coms? <laughs> because this, <laughs> this is, like a, chase this is a, a key part of most rom-coms. I feel like I have seen this scene where like somebody like abandoned their shoes and they ran... So uh, 30 Rock has it where Liz just buys a random ticket so she can go through the gate and she has like a really good sandwich that they say she can't bring with her. So she stops and eats the sandwich and uh, the uh, security attendant judges her really, like, really harshly because she's like, you're she's choosing to eat a sandwich over like trying to catch up with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. 30 Rock is good. Um, uh, did friends do it? Friends had several gate stuff. Um, <laughs> so Friends had the the really iconic scene where Chandler has to go to Yemen because Janice won't leave. <laughs> what? I've never seen Friends, but now immediately. Like, oh yeah, so he's Jan- so yeah, he's just trying to break up with his girlfriend, but he doesn't have the uh, the stones, so T- to speak. Ties in also it. hates her just because she has a hyena laugh. Yeah, yeah, she, and she, that's she, a she, classic. Like this is Janice what's wrong is with a lot. Person. So yeah, and this is a few years after uh, Sleeps in Seattle. Uh, she has a substantially worse laugh than Victoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie comes out in 1993 and is uh, at the 66th Academy Awards, nominated for Best Original Screenplay and Best Original Song. It loses both. Um, <laughs> Nora sad. Ephron, I think, never won. She was nominated a few times for screenplay, but did not win. Uh, it, lo- it loses screenplay to the piano, which... 
can't really quibble with. The piano's awesome. It loses uh, best song to Streets of Philadelphia, which is uh, Bruce Springsteen, which I mentioned because Tom Hanks is in Philadelphia and wins an Academy Award. This is part of Tom Hanks's back-to-back best actor wins at the Academy Awards. As I said, he was pretty much on fire at this point in his career. So 92, he has Radio Flyer, which is fine. Then A League of Their Own, then Sleepless in Seattle and Philadelphia in 93, wins Best Actor for Philadelphia. 94, Forrest Gump wins Best Actor. And 95, he has Apollo 13 in Toy Story. So probably just the best three-year run anyone's ever had as an actor. Mm. Yep. So it's just an incredible thing. And that's, you know, Toy Story, then that thing you do, Saving Private Ryan, you've got Mail Toy Story 2, Green Mile Castaway. Holy Good. shit! But yeah, then those are all in a row. That's no, nothing yeah. in between. So. You know, I've always loved Tom Hanks, and it, I think it's just because like I remember all these movies and be like, <laughs> "Wow, these are all great." Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, for a while there, year. he's just on fire. That that three year span in particular, where he has a bunch of hits and wins two best actors, is mm. just his best performance is probably Saving Private Ryan. It's not even in that span, so. <laughs> Uh, or maybe Phil. I mean, Phil yeah, it's not even good. like he slows down after that nope. span. No, nope. just like I'll he just, just keep going. Keep going. Um, his so his next movie that I'm really excited just about. Keep running. He was in a movie pretty recently called Finch. Did anyone watch it? No, no, no. Uh, Sounds familiar though. People dug it. News of the World a couple of years ago. People really liked. Uh, <laughs> he's technically in the Borat sequel. I don't remember where. Mm. Anyway. I'm excited this year, you know, this year with an asterisk, we don't actually know what's going to happen, what's going to come out or get pushed. Um, he is due to star in a Baz Luhrmann movie about Elvis. So I'm really excited. I can see him being Elvis. He's is, playing is Elvis's that... manager. Oh man. I could he's, picture he's him like as 70. Elvis though. I was going to say he's too old to be Elvis. Oh, I think Elvis yeah. Elvis is in his twenties. Yes. Right? Okay. I was picturing like <laughs> yeah, this so, Tom Hanks we yeah. just saw. Yeah. This, this Tom be, Hanks. Yeah, Elvis, for sure. <laughs> But yeah, he's he's old. I feel like the last movie I saw him in was a while ago now. It was um Sully, maybe? Was that the Sure, yeah. I mean he's and he was old. Sully. <laughs> yeah, he was old in that one. Uh, you know, Tom Hanks is a celebrity that I know nothing about his personal life outside of like movies. You know, like you never because he like, doesn't have any like what kind of crazy things person or well, yeah. yeah. He was the first American to get COVID. Yeah, I remember <laughs> yes, that happening, remember that. and I was like, and, uh, "What?" His wife Rita Wilson, who was in Sleepless in Seattle. I was yeah. so worried. I was yeah. very worried. I was like, "Oh my god!" We Tom all Hanks. think Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. We can't get to Tom die. Hanks. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just really excited because so Boz Lerman hasn't made a movie since the Great Gatsby movie that everyone kind of hated. Um, but he's still. I don't know. He's he's only made five movies, so we'll see. Is this a Christmas movie? No, I don't really consider it that because they they move on from that. Then uh, New Year's and Valentine's. Valentine's Day. Day. I, I would I would call it a Valentine's Day movie. I think. Do I think it's a Christmas movie? Um, not really. Well, is Iron Man There's three Christmas a Christmas movie? Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's 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 like a Miami drug mansion movie. Yeah, but it's at Christmas. This time. is a Valentine's Day movie. It's not even a question. <laughs> I feel like more happens at Christmas than it does at There's Valentine's. like a big, terrible CGI heart on the Empire State Building. Right. And, and yeah. the thing is, even like the letter, like around, well, like just right after, even the letter mentions Valentine's Day. So even you like know. in that beginning, they're still talking. You know what I mean? I just, I want to know what the threshold is for being called a Christmas movie. Uh, does anyone open gifts in this movie? Ooh. No. Boom. 
I guess not. Well, you just she opens the ring, but not on Christmas. Is Christmas about presents? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She sings Jingle Bells. See, now I'm thinking: Does anyone open a gift in Christmas Carol? How about in Die Hard? Yeah, I don't think they did open one. Oh, did they? They open a gift? Yeah, of course they do. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. (laughs) He has a large bear with a big bow on it. The whole. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Hmm. That's not opening a gift. It's a a, a gift is presented. And Run DMC raps about oh, Christmas. Yeah, but sh- they forgot the stepmother's gifts in the house, and that's why she went in a separate car and was late. And those gifts are never delivered. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Instead, she emotionally cheats on uh, Bill Pullman with yeah. a radio guy. <laughs> she emotionally parasocially cheats. Yes. Man, poor Walter. <laughs> poor Walter. That was one of my notes, is Walter is such a good fucking guy. He did not deserve that. No. That... No. I do want to specifically mention one Meg Ryan scene where she's listening in the closet. <laughs> the whole so setup funny. to that is just such good physical comedy <gasps> of her just like stumbling around the kitchen yeah. and then eventually like, going in the closet. And then Walter finding her in the closet and her being like mad at him. Yes. And like trying to play it off. Like what's wrong? Like, why are you being so oh, weird? Joke yeah. too. What was it? Oh, what? Uh, Scarlet in the broom closet with the radio. Yeah, that's a good joke. <laughs> it's a good joke. It's charming. He wasn't even like, why are you in the closet at 3 a.m.? He was why, like, why I'm going to make a joke. Doing, I'm like, you're making this so much weirder. You're, you're making this so much weirder. Like, this would just be a normal thing. To, you're on the phone listening to the radio. You're <laughs> Chill. Is that you're like, oh, yeah, no, Rosie O'Donnell's character is like obsessed with this guy and his kid. And we're talking and you about play it. play it off. Like, roll your eyes and say... Like, you know, or like, like, isn't she supposed as uh, a journalist? Isn't she supposed to be writing about this? She, she is yeah, supposed like, to be writing yeah, about yeah, this. Like this. This like, actually this is, is her job. This is like my. I have to like my my boss just told me this thing I'm writing about was on the radio is happening. I I have to know it's happening. Yeah, I don't know about the journalistic integrity of that particular person, but you know. <laughs> With that note, rom coms big picture normally, and going into this one without having seen it before. I'm expecting it to sort of have certain beats and stuff. I remember when we we did uh, The Wedding Singer, we talked about kind of rom-com beats and how the, the 11th hour, like, oh, they, they think it's all going to work out, but then there's a misunderstanding and mm-hmm. they go opposite directions. Yep. That, is, that kind of stuff doesn't really happen in this movie because they don't meet until the end. No. The only kind of misunderstanding, I, if you even want to call it that, is that uh, they stare at each other while she's standing in the middle of a road, and uh, then she leaves. <laughs> I, I would, I would categorize that because he like hugs that. his sister. Yeah, she thinks uh, that it's him. He he yes. found somebody. Yes. Right. So that's but sort like, of like a rom com style. Kind of. It's not as. But they haven't she, met each other yet. Yeah, and she like mentions it quickly, like, "Oh, they, there was someone else," and they were like, "Well, you don't even know who that was." And she's like, oh, I guess so. She makes a comment, too, where she's like, oh, she she didn't look like somebody trashy. She looked like somebody that could be our friend. And yeah. it's like, you don't know anything about this guy or the people he dates. Like, why would you assume otherwise? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even trashy. She is one of many people to refer to her as a, a ho throughout the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, the kid, especially, is just calling that lady a ho. Yeah, that's why she refers to him as a hoe because she hears the, hears Jonah like, refer, to him, refer to him as the hoe on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have a note that says Jonah throws shade so well. <laughs> he does. Yeah, that, that way little kids just unguardedly will just unload on you. Yeah, 
That's oh, what did he say? It's not like you retaliate. It's like I've yeah. never seen somebody cook potatoes that way before. Yeah. Or yeah. Something. That, that's <laughs> when I wrote that note. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank, thank, follow up. Yeah, we don't see a lot of potatoes around. Thanks here. for dinner. Never We're seen anyone men. cook potatoes that way. <laughs> We're just like, wow. Yeah. Everything he says is just a, he's an asshole the whole time. He's a dick. He is. Just love the way you delivered it too, because what do you even say to that? <laughs> you got nothing. You just smile and wait for him to leave. That's yeah. basically what they do. <laughs> All right, another, good another good like another good like parenting move though. I feel like Tom Hanks did a good job explaining like when he realized his son was being like a huge dick. He was like, "Well, this is like what dating is, you know? Like you try yeah. on people, and you know, we're, oh, I'm not getting married to her. Like this is just part of it. This is what you wanted. Like yes, that's yeah. a really smart conversation. That yeah, isn't yeah. really in movies normally. Yeah, I feel like all the conversations that he had with his kid were, like, on point. Like, actual adult-reasoned conversations and not just, like, I'll tell you when you're older now. Go to your room, you little idiot. Right. When, like, yeah. Yeah. when he's, I think he, like, scolds him about calling the radio station or something. He's like, you don't even know who this is. He's like, it's Dr. something. Doctor. Her first name could be Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and how'd she get the address? You gave him the address, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, Structurally, this doesn't necessarily comport with a lot of what you'd think about for rom-coms. Um, since you guys haven't been on in rom-com month yet, what what are some of your favorites, even if they're only kind of tangentially rom-coms? Oh. Mm, favorite rom-coms? That's uh, I just haven't seen rom-coms in a long time. I, uh, I always like 27 Dresses. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. I like The Proposal, I guess. I like The Proposal. That one's coming up a lot. I wonder if... I wonder if that that that's maybe like the last gasp of like a big deal rom com for our generation. That was the so. one that I said. I'm thinking though, bridesmaids. I don't think bridesmaids is a rom com, oh, and I will die on that hill. It's like a friendship com. Okay. Yeah, it's, I I say because like it's a comedy, but men like to call it a rom com because it's got chicks in it. Right. Yeah, I was gonna right. say I, I would just say it was a comedy. I think. Okay. I mean, but, like there is like a a romance, yeah. but that's like. Not really the main part of the movie. No, yeah, like it, it ends on her and uh, her being Kristen Wiig, and and uh, Maya Rudolph like dancing together at Maya Rudolph's wedding. Yes, mm. I think Chris O'Dowd's like watching. Who's the the the, yeah. the cop that? She but that is a, a phenomenal movie. Oh, that's a that's phenomenal. a great movie. It's a great movie. movie. That's fair though. I hadn't considered that. It's not definitely mm-hmm. not really a rom com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely com com. Com com. Yeah. Um yeah, what, are, what I'm trying to think. I feel like I'm, I'm blanking on like solid rom coms. Well um, Name some. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's fine. It, it's tough because like I think that's a pretty good uh example of they just don't really get made anymore. So it's more like it's kind of got some rom com elements, but it's really more of a whatever. Um but the big ones, if you Google it, are like, well, this is there, not in kills there. A lot of people consider something's got to give up there, even though it's so weird. Mm. Um, a big fat Greek wedding. No. People fucking love oh, that one. Pretty Woman. I like Pretty Woman a lot. Sure. That's in there. Uh, when Harry Met Sally is a big one. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I want to see what the recent yeah, right. rom-coms even are. Yeah. I do like 27 Dresses. I like this one a lot. This one was good. This one, I... I think it's the structure thing that really got me because, I mean, you yep. know it's a rom-com, so they're going to end up together at the end. But, like, the fact that it took so long, like, they haven't, they they didn't talk to each other, like, the whole movie. It was so unique yeah. structurally like, I didn't, for a rom-com. I think, and I think that's, that's the that's thing is, like, sometimes rom-coms get tired because it's just, you know, you know exactly what's going to happen when. Right. And this wasn't like that. So it was, you know, I was more engaged with it because I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, it's not this bad, but, like, 
sometimes it approaches like Hallmark movie level where like you yeah. know so badly what's going to happen that it's like hard to like enjoy the ride. Yeah. Exactly. But the, this one absolutely threw me for a loop the whole time. Have you guys seen Groundhog Day? Nope. I have, yes. I think we might have been a little harsh on it in the last episode. <laughs> Jeez. I think we I, th- I think we were cuz like then I'm looking at it and so many people are like oh yeah this movie's perfect one of the best movies ever made and we were pretty tepid on it That's okay. uh, in our episode which I think is fine it's good to have a little variation of of opinion and, and I stand by what I said at least um not implying other people shouldn't but I just can't speak for other people so it's just 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 a funny thought um, I had Just Friends you like that one I like Just Friends Yeah Clueless Never seen it Okay, you'll be on the Clueless episode when we do it. <laughs> the Bridget Jones movies. I don't want to see those. Have you seen 10 Things I Hate About You? I have, but it's one of those ones where like, I don't know if I've seen it all the way through in one sitting because it used to come on TV a lot when I was younger. So it was like, you know what I mean? Yeah, My Best Friend's Weddings, big one too. I got one for you recently. It took me. To, I had to go from 2021 to 2018, but uh, Crazy Rich Asians, Asians. Yeah, that's a lot about like, you know, class and. Google says it's a rom com. Yeah. Well, Google's Google has a broad definition. <laughs> I'm just that was the first one that came up where I'm like, oh, this is a movie people will know. Google says big is a rom com. <laughs> he really dances the hell out of that piano at Hefe Schwartz. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I guess there has not been a lot recently. No, so that's there's that's, a lot on the list, but none of them are ones you would have like seen. Yeah. Oh, music and lyrics. I like music and lyrics a lot. Oh, yeah, like music and lyrics, lyrics is from what, like 2006? It's old. 2007, but, so yeah. But yeah, we're just keeping one year early. Yeah. Um, Easy A like is a kind of recent kind of rom com. Hmm. That um, might be a com com too, though. It's probably more a com com, but at least it has some rom and teen comedy elements. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't have called that one a rom com. It's so good, though. It's it is so very good. good. It's wicked good. It's very good. Love that movie. That movie is what sold me on um, what's her face, uh, Emma, Stone. Emma Stone. What's her face? How dare you, <laughs> Cruella Deville? <laughs> That's uh, I blame for two seconds. But yeah, that movie sold me. I was like, oh, Emma Stone. I was like, oh, she's awesome. She watched her mom get thrown off a cliff by Dalmatians. You will remember her name. Oh my sir. god. Um, yeah. So yeah. So there's there's a lot, but not so much recently. Um. I I really miss movies like this that I remember from when I was a kid or even like a teenager. There was still some up through like when we were in high school kind of uh, into like the mid thousands um, and they're just gone now. I think a lot of it is if it doesn't make a billion dollars, major studios aren't interested in making things that are like mid budget anymore. So you get like huge action movies and superhero movies and it's kind of it, especially during pandemic times. Um, I do kind of stand by Deadpool being a rom-com. I'm just saying I watched it again recently well, and it does kind of hold up as a rom-com. That's that's how they try and spin things now, especially Marvel. That's like, oh, well, yeah, no one makes like political thrillers anymore. But Captain America Winter Soldier is essentially a political thriller. Um, uh, OK, Deadpool's essentially a rom-com. I see what you're saying. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. I don't like when we start going down that road. Yeah, yeah. right. They're all um, superhero movies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. like if you want to make your whatever movie, you have to do it inside of this. There's uh, just in the last week, there's uh, been a few articles about, I guess, Channing Tatum had a fallout 
mm. with Marvel <laughs> because he wanted to make a superhero rom-com movie. And uh, apparently his vision of it didn't align with Disney's. He and, wanted to do a Gambit one, right? Yeah. And he wanted to make it into a rom-com. <laughs> and uh, I and I, it didn't work out. And now he doesn't, <laughs> now, he, now he won't ever be in uh, Marvel movies. So. He won't even watch them, he said. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's probably a little big hit to take sales there. Yeah, it's fine. Calm down, Magic Mike. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, When I was watching this, I I felt and I just I kind of missed this kind of movie. Me too. They they when they say like oh they don't make them like that anymore. Um, it's it's too bad that it's about smartly written, really compelling movies featuring characters and actors with a ton of chemistry. Yeah. Um, it should be. We should have three of these a year. (laughs) <laughs> and we just don't. No. No. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I keep talking about him, but Ryan Reynolds did put out a lot of those and then he just kind of stopped. I feel like that definitely put a damper on it because he did just friends. Like, yeah, I feel like literally he was like doing 20 like, years ago now, though. Yeah. yeah. It's because yeah. he ex- exploded and exploded. does way, way bigger things. Now, he, now. yeah, he's doing the way. Yeah. The, the it's not stuff. like he's not in the ones that get made. They're just not st- studio. The people aren't putting up money to make these movies anymore. Mm. If they are, they're smaller. They're on, um, you know, streamers. It's to all the boys I loved before, directly on Netflix, made with at the time unknown actors. Gotcha. And also, the dad is the uh, guy from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> but aside from that, mostly kids who were like unknown actors. Uh, Always be my maybe. Also made with like not as big name people, but also a cameo from Keanu Reeves. <laughs> That's another Netflix one. Hulu had Happiest Season two Christmases ago. You know, that's that's kind of where rom-coms are at now. Interesting. Well, did they ever really box office very high, though, is the thing? like Sure. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah, it, these movies think, used to make that. Yeah, I think so. I think my big fat Greek wedding is like the rom-com. That's, that's a bad example. <laughs> like for, I mean, that's like the, the rom-com. The, yeah, that's yeah. like. Yeah, that's the highest grossing rom-com ever uh, produced by Tom Hanks. So he oh, made a lot what? of money on it. Yeah, good for Tom Hanks. Yeah. Good for Tom Hanks. Yeah. Didn't Tom Hanks also like foot some of the bill for Forrest Gump because yes, they didn't did. have a they wouldn't give the budget they wanted, so him and someone else in the movie footed a bunch of the bill for like extra percentage points in it. That's awesome. And then it fucking made a shitload of money. It might have been Zemeckis. I mean, he was super I think yeah. it was. successful. It I mean, was. he's yep. already I think made... him and Tom Hanks like They told him they had to cut the out bill. like Vietnam. They were like Vietnam is too expensive, you can't film it. That and Tom Hanks was like, have been no. a good movie. <laughs> yeah. We're like, no, this like is going in. Yeah, the, oh, the, and they didn't want to do any of the like running scenes. Oh. Like the running across America. I suppose thing. those were probably very expensive shots for a very low payout. Like, they ended up doing it, I think, in like two days or something. They just like got on a plane and just nonstop flew from like one location to another to film on scene. Mm. And they like paid for that. Uh yeah, so rom coms, they don't really get made anymore, and that that's too bad. Um I really like this movie and there should be so many of these and there's just not right now. Yeah, I feel like rom-coms used to be like, I don't want to say bad horror movies, but like, you know, like there'd be horror movies coming out all the time. It's like, oh, there's also rom-coms coming out all the time and they'd all make a lot of money because that's what people wanted to go and see just to eat popcorn (laughs) and, you know, watch this movie. Enjoy something for an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. In the pandemic, (laughs) it's superhero (laughs) movies, action movies and horror movies are doing surprisingly well during the pandemic too in theaters but we're already living pretty in much one, it. One don't really need any more horror <laughs> i know right scream did really well though um 
Good for Scream. They already announced they're making another one. That's beside the point. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really have a game because I like talking about, you know, the context and stuff. But if you guys were making a rom-com today, who would be in it? Oh. Who would I cast? I only just thought of this. Sorry, I didn't give you more time to think about it. Who am I casting? Who are you casting? Hmm. Who's Who's like really a fun person that can do like some snappy dialogue, get off some jokes for a while. It was Jennifer Lawrence, right? But she's mm. kind of, she took a break because everyone was so mean and weird to her. I would yeah. normally, I would say Chris Pratt, but I feel like that's not. So now he's gotten weird to everyone else. Yeah. In the other direction. <laughs> yeah. Mm. He's a little too old. Oh, that's fair. In my opinion. I feel like. Hey, we did something's got to give. It was uh, between a 60 something year old and a 50 something year old. So, mm. well, I suppose. <laughs> The rom coms I like, I feel like younger though. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah. Tom Holland. That would be cute. So he yeah, can make a Tom cute rom com. I was just the, gonna say he just pick. fucking throws yeah. Zendaya in anyway. Yeah, I guess that's the pick. <laughs> yeah, I could see something like that. That'd be fun. Oh, I'd watch it. I'd watch the shit out of that. I feel like yeah, you want your rom com to be that's like, like a teen rom com yeah. kind of movie, you know. Mm. I yeah, because he. A full grown I mean, adult. I know, but <laughs> she 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 can play adult. I don't know if he <laughs> translates. He made that like PTSD movie earlier in the pandemic that people did not like. Oh, so isn't he um about to be in an Uncharted movie. He is, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he yeah. still looks like a child. Yeah. <laughs> I'm real sad because I had high hopes. It's, it's coming out game. in like a few days, right? And like, I don't know I that don't there's know. a lot of buzz. that game was really good, and the plot of the game was the really game good. remains very good. They just. Uh, did a re-release a package of all the Uncharted games to coincide with this. Game. That would be his chance to not be viewed as a perpetual child. Oh, no. Is it a serious, like, a movie that's like an action-y kind of yeah. thing, but... The star of the games, Nathan Drake, is like a beardy dude who's nebulously from Boston and is like a kind of gruff, outdoorsy guy, and you got, like, wee Tom Holland I'm gonna be sprightly honest, bouncing around. Like, I don't I've know. I've never played did Uncharted, they- but I knew... I, I had an image of Nathan Drake, and when I saw like the preview for this, I was like, maybe he's playing someone else. I, I assumed Wahlberg was going to be Drake. I was like, I can't, <laughs> I the thing, so I'm really confused because it seems like Tom Holland is the star of the movie, but I was like, he can't be Nathan Drake, right? I, that's I mean, maybe they're doing something weird where like Tom Holland's yeah. his apprentice or something. I don't that's know. what I was thinking because Tom Holland really can't. And they're going to have him get, like, kidnapped and Tom Holland has to go save him? Yeah, no, he's playing Nathan Drake. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's why I was like, if he's going to have an opportunity, it has to be this. He has to have a fucking stellar-ass action performance. (laughs) I believe in Tom. (laughs) I do love Tom Holland, but... If we age it up a little bit, I'd cast Tom Hardy. Wait, for what? To be in a (laughs) rom-com. Tom Hardy? I'd watch anything with Tom Hardy in it. Yeah, I'd watch anything. I'm literally Googling actors in their 20s because... Time isn't real to me anymore. Well, it's it's <laughs> tough because there's not that many. There's no, we're, there's no like real celebrities being created. No, from their twenties, right? Because a lot of the superhero people skew pretty older. Yeah, Daniel yeah. Radcliffe. I'd watch one with Daniel Radcliffe. He's done some weird stuff recently. But... I would watch a rom com with Daniel. Radcliffe. I would watch it. Sure, I'd watch one with Shamalay. <laughs> Timmy, it would be interesting. Well, uh, I can't. Did you I'm... guys watch Little Woman that year? Yeah, I, I don't know why. I'd, the inflection made me sound like I was saying singular little woman, but little women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he has uh, kind of a rom-com thing in that with Saoirse Ronan and Florence Pugh. I don't think I'd like that. 
Any any pairing of which would work in a thing. I'd I would watch her. The shit I was gonna say rom com. Yeah, I was gonna say her. She'd be pretty good. I don't know. She she'll be. She, she doesn't always. She always. She doesn't always translate to me in like a non period thing. But maybe she just needs to make more of those. I really liked Lady Bird. But what's her name from? Um, um, I really like Lady Bird from Game of Thrones. The one that's uh, married to the Jonas brother. The, the, the Jonas brother Sansa. Oh, 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 Sophie Turner. Sophie That's Turner. The one. I yes. just came across Wolf. She seems there. fun. She seems like a fun Ooh. person. Yeah. Um, She's always maybe. like wine drunk on social media. That seems like a fun vibe. Yeah. Will Polter from like. Uh, uh, yeah, he's going to be in the next Guardians, right? As uh, the guy. Uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah. Adam Warlock. I, he's on the list as under in the 20. I could see him in a rom com, maybe. He'd have to be a different character than I've ever seen him play, but I think he could do it. Yeah, he was just in the he was in that horror game a couple of years ago. He was pretty good in that. Mm-hmm. How about Henry Cavill? I'll see him. Ooh, I'll see him in a rom com. Henry Cavill. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. like. Uh, I like mm-hmm. him too. Isn't he like in his forties? He's older. It's fine. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, I think it's fine too. He's, He's kind of so like a hunky actor right now. Yeah. So what's the like- not not to go just Mission Impossible Fallout, but uh, him and the woman in that movie. Who I just completely lost. I don't oh know. no, she's also in The Crown, the first couple seasons of The Crown. Nope, doesn't help me. Oh no, she was in Hobbs and Shaw. Does not help. <laughs> me. Definitely doesn't help me. <laughs> but Henry Cable could fit in that. Like, what's that old type of like? Um, shit, not Gerard Butler. Oh, the Mel Gibson era where there was like the forty-year-old lead in the. The rom-com. Yeah. We try not to do that anymore, but you're not. Mm. <laughs> that's fair. That's well, fair. I mean, it's. But no, no, you're totally right, though. That's that's super a thing. And he could. Yeah, he can wear a suit. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Andrew Garfield. I'd watch him in a rom-com. Oh, I'd watch the shit out of I love that. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I'd watch him for sure. Yeah, Garf is a good pick. Yeah. Uh, get him back together with Emma Stone. He clearly hasn't been the same since I they love broke Emma up. Stone. That, yeah. And I'd like Tobey Maguire to be one of the bad people in it. <laughs> He can't be a bad person. Yeah, he could. <laughs> Emo Spider Man. No. Kirby. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like Vanessa whenever Kirby is the name I was trying to Okay. Find. Someone brings an actor or actress in to like play the opposite of how they normally are. I fucking love it. So if you brought Tobey Maguire in as the villain, That's I'd be like, true. oh, this is, I'd like eat it up. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get him, Toby. <laughs> Everything you did in Spider Man 3, just do that this whole time. <laughs> Jesse Plemons and his weird sinister energy as the protagonist of a rom-com would be very funny yeah. to me. I feel like any, though, any... Oh, Brie Larson. I could see her in a rom-com, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I feel like... I don't know why I always... I take her very seriously. Mm. I guess I feel like I can't think of her doing a lot of she, comedy. She a- All right. Well, we haven't named any any actresses, really. So how about we do, like, a gay rom-com? Hell you know, yeah. I immediately thought gay rom com, but I thought two dudes immediately. This is Timothy Chevrolet yeah. and No. <laughs> no, get him out of here. <laughs> I don't want to see him at all. Oh, you're just you're just still uh I'm in co- trauma from calling me by your name. Real salty. That's a rom com. Can't call me by your name. Chalamet's fine, but you can't cast Army Hammer in anything anymore. No. no. Oh, Sham- Chalamet in Holland. Bam. Oh, I ship that. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, actually. No, I thought, like thought you were going to say Army Hammer. Oh, I don't, mm. know. I don't know what that is. It was an Oscar-nominated movie like a couple of years ago called Call Me By Your Name, and it was where Timothy Chalamet? Chalamet. Chalamet. He was the lead, and then 
that was Army Hammer in it, and they were supposed to be like this this gay couple, and it's like this. But the it, Timothy looks like he's fifteen in the movie, and the other guy looks like he's thirty five. Oh, so exactly. it like. It just felt predatory. It gave me this predatory uh, vibe the whole time. But it was I don't supposed, think it was supposed to be supposed like, to. No, it's Italy. It wasn't it's supposed always, to be like that. See, yeah. I want I mean, Timothy Chalamet as like the gay goth, and I want Tom Holland as the happy, upbeat, colorful goth, and I want them to fall in love with each other. Gay. I, sorry. I watched that. I think. Yeah. <laughs> they did so. Chalamet and Zendaya did press together for Dune, and um, he he complimented Tom Holland a couple times. So there's probably something there. I like it. There you go. I ship the hell yeah. out of it. I'm gonna start this on Instagram. It's gonna take off. <laughs> Oh, you're probably late to that party. <laughs> this is fair. Well, didn't Tom Holland and Jake Gyllenhaal make a bunch of jokes about how they wanted to be together? Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. could Jake Gyllenhaal could be gay in a rom com. He's done it in a serious cowboy yeah. movie. He's a lot so. older though, so yeah. We will have another Army <laughs> Hammer situation. Yeah, it's the same thing. All cowboy over again. movie, gay people. Mm. Oh, I really need you guys to watch Power of the Dog. We will. Is it? A gay cowboy movie by no. any chance? No, 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 no spoilers. No. Don't tell me. Actually, no, no, no. I want to see for myself. Aren't there enough gay cowboy movies? <laughs> that's no. every cowboy movie. No, there's not. <laughs> that's right, that's what I'm. Movie. That's what I'm saying. The more the, the it just keeps. Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. D is not that broken up about Bo Peep just disappearing in Toy Story three. I'm just saying. Mm. She's just gone in, in Toy Story three. Yeah, you haven't seen just... Toy Story three. Maybe. He's not broken about Bo Peep being gone, but anytime Buzz is out of there, he's... That's true. So one thing that I want to get better at doing, this is late to the movies. We're all late to this. Would you recommend this movie for someone who hasn't seen it before? Oh, for sure. Okay. I mean, especially to, like, a, people know that it's a rom-com, so they have, like, at least an idea of what they're getting into, and you are recommending this. Mm. Um, And... It's just a great movie in general. Never mind counting the fact that it's a rom-com. Like, if you're looking for a rom-com, this is going to be at the top of the list. But even if not, this is just a really enjoyable movie. Yeah. Great performances in it. Absolutely. Agreed. I'd say yes, but with a disclaimer. Because I don't know that it's aged well. Hmm. Like, how the are we talking? Stalking. With the creepy stalking. You know, it, it, I think it's supposed to be creepy then, too, though. You think so? Yeah, because yeah, she, everyone's telling her <laughs> to stop it. She keeps asking her friend, like, "Is this crazy?" And her friend is like, "The, the craziest part is that it's not crazy." And I was like, "You fucking lying." I bitch. think so, but I think it's one of those like, like, oh yeah, it's kind of like weird, but like, I feel like if you put it now, it's really out there. Wow, so Ray hates this movie. No, right? I don't hate it. I really like, like I said, I really like the structure of it because I didn't really know yeah. what was gonna happen. So yeah, true. Um, and I really like the relationship with Tom Hanks and the the kid. And Tom Hanks is just a national treasure. So yeah, anything with Tom Hanks is good. I, I would definitely recommend it. I, I think when I give those recommendations to, I try to think of it as like, would I be, would I have a lot of fun watching this again with somebody? Like if I said, Oh, and like, absolutely. I would love to like sit somebody down that hadn't watched this and say, let's watch sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. I think that's true too. Um, I, I would definitely say that like, like we've all been saying it, it wasn't exactly what I expected. I knew a little bit more about the plot of, you know, his wife being dead, the radio call, them not meeting up till the Empire State Building at the end. Mm. But it was still like a pretty different in just how weird it is and the kind of weird heightened reality that the movie sort of takes place in. Um, so I would, I would super recommend it. And uh, do you guys have any ratings you want to give? Oh, we sometimes scale. do this. Sometimes we don't. But as far as it is as a rom-com and then just like overall as a movie, or you can just pick one of those or mix and match or whatever. Hmm. 
as a rom-com, I'd give it a seven out of 10. So yeah. above uh wedding singer and, uh, both, um, was the other one? Sorry. Uh, something's gotta give something's gotta give and as a regular i think i'd probably give it the same and then just same rating seven out of ten cool mm-hmm. i'm right around there seven eight seven point five i guess out of ten is probably where i'd put it yeah i really enjoyed it I was, yeah I was gonna say for both on both scales rom-com as an example of a rom-com and then as just like a movie oh i guess if i want to separate it um i'd probably give it higher on just a rom-com because I feel like now it's got a lot less competition if you're just well, looking at it as a, a rom-com. Yeah, I think as a rom-com, I'd give it like an eight. Mm-hmm. As a regular movie, it might be like a 6.5. See, I go in the other direction. This wouldn't be necessarily my pick if aliens came down and were like, show me rom-coms. Um, I would say probably like around a seven for that. This is a nine as a movie for me. Wow. This movie kicked ass. It was so weird. I was so on its bizarre wavelength. I had a great time. Awesome. Yeah. I thought the actual like romance was a little too much for me. I was like, ooh, this like I, it was just hovering a, around the creepy level too yeah. much for me. Um, that that was a little hard to get into. But hmm. I liked the characters on their own. That, that was part of the draw for me. The whole just, time like, I was so like, weird. ooh, Meg Ryan, you are so strange. Like this is this is weird. She's she's really strange. But as, as my mom, who was walking by, and then I got sucked in and sat down about an hour into the movie. She just went, she's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's so cute. Yeah. I'm I'm happy with my 7.5. She's my too thought, adorable to be dangerous. That's the problem. That's what makes it like kind of okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, she's, if she doesn't look like Meg Ryan with her seven miles of hair or whatever, then. <laughs> I feel like I <laughs> will never rate a movie like this that highly just because I feel like I want to be able to think a lot about my movies. My thought is like if I'm giving Silence of the Lambs a ten, I can't give this a nine. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I just thought this movie was so smartly written, mm, and it is it's so difficult to wrap my head around how you would even begin to make this structure work, and the fact that Nora Ephron does. Well, yeah. that's I guess that's a good. So, do you rate movies by how much you enjoy them, or by how well you think they were made? Which I think is two different. Yeah, but I mean, to me, it's more just like a. This is how I feel about it, you know. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I try I try not to get too granular because then we'll just be really semantic and we'll we'll all hate it. I think. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Hell yes. Let's get there. Let's get another degree. But in this case, I think struct like it's hard to make, and I'm you know really impressed with how it's made. And then I also had a really good time watching it. It's gotcha. really funny. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it was. It was hilarious. That's why like, yeah. I would definitely recommend this to someone is because it's so much easier to recommend something that's like kind of light and funny because you're like, oh, I don't care who you are. You're going to enjoy this. Watch the shit this kid says. Right. Watch what Tom Hanks yeah. says to this fucking kid. You're going to die. I really liked it as a rom-com because I feel like, I know we say we don't make rom-coms anymore, but I feel like the last ones that I can remember, the comedy was like really forced in. Like sometimes it was like, it's like the cringe humor or like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, the jokes, the jokes were kind of like forced on me. This one, it was like, yeah, like the movie's happening and the movie is just funny. It's not like we're throwing in a punchline now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really, that was really, that was really cool. I want more of that. Yeah. I just, movies when people have chemistry and you can just be like, oh, right. Yeah. This is fun. I I just love that shit. Yeah. So yeah. I I don't know. Uh, anything else we want to hit before we wrap up? One last thing I liked a lot in this movie, actually. I really like right in the beginning when, uh, I think it's like 
Tom Hanks' co-worker tries to give him a business card for like a grief a grief counselor and he whips out a stack of them and he's like kind of angrily reading them all and throwing them. <laughs> Don't know why. I was like real as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, I'm into this. The the names too is yep. like spouses without partners, partners without spouses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really funny. I love it. Yep. Uh, yeah. There's, there's it's such so- a dark start to a movie. It's dark, but yeah. I was yeah. really thrown off because I was mm. not expecting it. Yeah, you're, you're in a storm there, but you just got to grab onto Tom Hanks and trust that you'll get to safer waters. Yeah. I, I love that in that, even in that scene where it was so like intense, where he just sits down and he goes, don't mind him, he just lost his wife. And like to switch to the third person like that, yeah. like I I loved that. I loved everything about yeah. that. Yeah. That was, was just scene. a really cool way to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the last episode, we talked a lot about, you know, them living in a Hamptons mansion. Um, I would take the Seattle water house over that. Though. Oh, absolutely. Cool house. Oh, a thousand percent. And like the, the thing house is, is, it wasn't cool. an overly yeah, cool large house. house, which I no, appreciate exactly. because I don't want to clean a big fucking house. No, like, it's just open kitchen and living room. And it seems like there was an office on the first floor. Mm-hmm. Bedrooms and upstairs. Bedrooms and yeah. bathrooms upstairs. And not yeah. many, like maybe only two bedrooms. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you mentioned- that you thought it was interesting that the house like was not like really out of date. It so wasn't she's, super like, dated. Either like they like just picked something that was like, wow, this is still good, or it like came back around. <laughs> it could be, or it was it really expensive. I, I feel like maybe sometimes when things are really expensive, they don't really go out of date. Mm-hmm. Well, like um, a, a house like that on the water is going to have a specific look that I don't think goes out of date. It's like a cabin type look. I mean, it wasn't yeah, just really, like, though. By necessity, it kind of, that's what those houses have to look have like. To look like. I guess, yeah. I mean, I think the furniture changes, but like yeah. the design. But all of it, I was like, oh, this, I don't know. I feel like early 90s decor, like you think of buying a house from the early 90s, like yeah. you know what you're getting into. This wasn't that. Like, mm. I feel like if you're going to buy an early 90s house, you're like, oh man, I'm ripping out all of this stuff. Then the linoleum's gone. Like, <laughs> you know, these yeah, oak cabinets are gone. Like, I feel like I could walk into that house and I could live in it and be happy. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you consider he's an architect too. I bet you if you went to any That's architect true. house yeah. from the 90s, it probably still looks good today. That's very true. <laughs> It's like, uh, this is the end. James Franco designed his own house. That's oh, did he? Yeah. I also thought something was going to happen with the, the kid. He had that nightmare about the house sinking. <laughs> I don't know if I remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I said, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, this could be a premonition and turn into some weird horror yeah. movie right now. <laughs> Rom-com well, horror. Yeah. Probably just thinking about climate change. It's yeah. funny because my, my aunt had like a beach house and I always had dreams of like the ocean like just coming into the house. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've had this dream. <laughs> I think we are done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was Sleepless in Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with us, you can hit us up on Instagram. That's late to the movies underscore podcast. That's the number two, not spelled out. Same deal with the email, late to the movies at gmail.com. You can send us episode recommendations, questions, etc. Hate mail. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever, whatever, for the hate whatever mail. drives engagement. Um and uh, thanks for being on. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Thanks for being on, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Last reminder for our uh, viewers, um, our listeners out there, Frozen 2, worst Disney movie in the last 10 years. Thank you. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. My, my cousin was really upset at how little you guys thought of Wreck-It Ralph 2, just so you know. I think way more of Wreck-It Ralph two than Frozen two. That's what that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. Is at least at least there's that. It's a big gap there. Yes, yeah. We just said Wreck-It Ralph two is going to not age well, and that a lot of the jokes were like really, you know, 
stemming on like internet culture of like today, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for being on, guys. Yeah, thanks for yeah, having thanks. us. Yeah, thanks. Adios. Deus.